Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. This is the Spirit Work Podcast. I am Jason and we also have here Angel from At Angel on the Eighth Day. Hello, Angel. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> as if as if this isn't the eighth time that I've, I've, I've done that introduction. So you know what the ironic thing about this is? This is about Aquarius and communication and, right? <laughs> and all this. And our communication is for crap, apparently, today with this uh, electronic stuff. Not the personal communication. That's going great. Yes. The recording device, on the other hand. So hopefully this one's going to work this time around. If not, we'll just edit stuff out and do our best and make a go of it. Otherwise, we're going to have to assume that the spirits don't want us to speak today. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. Um, at Angel on the Eighth Day, TikTok and Instagram. I am at Cosmic Eye Tarot, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, CosmicEye.org is our website, and Angel has, has his uh, Etsy store. We have our Etsy store as well. Angel's Etsy store is, of course, at Angel on the eighth day, and we're Cosmic Eye uh, Tarot on there. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you guys being here. Happy uh, birthday month for Aquarii. Aquari is, that, is that it? Aquarii? Aquari yeah. <laughs> Aquari yeah. Aqua peeps. Right? Exactly. Even though it's an air sign, I feel like that's always been kind of confusing, right? Yeah, because you get that water bearer symbol on there. And it, you know, whenever you read astrology stuff, I was just reading up a little bit on on Aquarius and, and people oftentimes confuse confuse Aquarius uh, for, for a water sign, but they're squarely in air territory in terms of their personality. Uh, very communicative and, you know, thinking oriented individuals and you know, like they like they like like to you know be in the middle of of human you know human drama and this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So the Aquariuses and the air signs in general like to be you know in that kind of mix of things uh, with communication. And so also uh, in, in in light of that, we're going to talk about you know relationships. We're going to touch on some of these ideas and some, and I'm sure we'll go completely off track into some crazy territory that'll pop up. Uh, because it wouldn't be a show if we didn't do that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I always, you know, that there's like, um, there's certain months I feel that you just attach, uh, like a sign to, you okay. know? Yeah. I feel like February Aquarius is our, are kind of like the August Leo. Oh, interesting. You know, where it's like, mm, yeah, you're an Aquarius, but you're probably not like a true, true Aquarius. <laughs> I feel like August Leo's, I don't know, or maybe that's just me, <laughs> where you kind of like take ownership of the sign and it's like, all right, July, we see you in your, you know. Yeah. Your, well, you get those, those, you get those. Yeah, right. You get those cusp effects, though. You know what I mean? And so if you're closer yeah. towards, you know, one sign or the other on the, on the, at the beginning or the end of it, it does seem like you carry, you carry a lot of the traits of the, the, the following sign a lot. Of right. Time. So I think that's, that's probably a big part. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> so no offense to any Aquarians out there, right? Yeah. It's all in good fun. So uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about um, twin, the idea of twin flames and what that means. And, um, Angel's got some great quotes from that uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet book. What's the title of it again? I forgot. It is called Soulmates and Twin Flames, The Spiritual Dimension of Love and Relationships. That's right. And we did actually 
talk about that on one of the shows at the very beginning, I think. I believe so. Yeah, I think. Oh, when we did kind of like a run through of what we were going to, um, when we restructured it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we were like, oh, why don't we do, you know, signs and stuff. (laughs) Exactly. So that led us to kind of the trajectory we're on right now. So there you go. Exactly. Is there a tarot card that is like attached or connected to the Aquarius? The star card uh, is attached. That makes total sense. And she actually looks uh, very, she's a water bearer. So she's, she's actually, she's actually holding uh, the water, the water jugs and so on. And, And that's the card that's, that's connected to Aquarius in the tarot. I mean, depending on the, the tarot cards you use, some of them, you know, put the signs in different places, but most cards that I've seen assign Aquarius to the star. Yeah. So, so that'll be, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm going to keep the star card in mind because I actually just did two episodes ago. I did on the, on that Sunday tarot talk, I did the star. I'm up on, I'm up to um, the sun. So that's going to be the next show. So um, that was uh Key 17 is the star, and I'm on to key 19 uh, for the next show. So yeah, that'll be fun. I'll keep that in. I'll keep that in mind as we're talking. If if any star-like, Aquarius-like connections pop in, we'll get into that. Um, let's talk about you. Um, <laughs> how you were okay? So let's get into. Do you have anything, let me just ask you this, because we didn't really talk about this before the show because we've had the little technical things. Um, is any stuff kind of popping up connected? Like, do you have any stories or, you know, kind of um, spirit information or, you know, clairvoyant stuff that kind of came up in connection with, with Aquarius? I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is anything like resonating with you that kind of like reminds you of, oh, this happened and it kind of reminds me of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of um, uh, just my thought process with uh, Aquarii folk <laughs> is uh, I always have this um, have had this like fascination with them. Mm-hmm. I can I can sense one. <laughs> okay, it's like like I'm one of those truffle dogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like uh, you're totally an Aquarius you know oh, just oh, by oh. by the way that they speak uh the way that they kind of conceptualize things yeah uh, they're usually kind of big picture people um and I know that we're going to have a very long and interesting conversation because uh I will um typically like um uh, well pun intended I guess I will like feel that (laughs) Mm, yeah you know um and just kind of go oh okay then what and then what about what about this you know (laughs) yeah and so there's a lot of kind of like big thinking um but also it could be a bit um not say dangerous but there's boundaries that probably should be set in terms of how far out you want to think. And I'm talking about like, just kind of like lying, like um, markers, right? Not like, hey, stop talking or. Yeah. uh, Like, just kind of like, okay, I feel like that's as far as I want to explore (laughs) because all the queries that I know, like, well, they all just go. They'll just keep going and going and going. And, you know, politics, 
uh, the universe and deep sea, all yeah. of them yeah. explorations, like you can really get lost. And the more you go, this, uh, the smaller you feel. And then I, f I find that Aquarius really like to push those boundaries out you know and yeah, yeah they're definitely comfortable in that exploratory territory particularly yeah. in, the, in the mind and um with ideas and you know with creativity and so on yeah. the interesting the universe philosophy yeah right all those things and i think um sometimes uh there's a you know they always had that they had this they don't people don't really say this anymore but you know when we were growing up there was that there were you know people would be called airheads you know, oh, she's an airhead, you know, and it's like, I, it's riffing on the idea of air signs because they're up in their heads. So oh. thinking it came to mean kind of like someone, you know, that's sort of ditzy or whatever, spacey. Like, yeah, right. Or spacey. But I think originally it probably had to do with like, you know, almost like that absent minded professor kind of vibe where it's like, mm. these people are so lost in their own thoughts. They're like, you know what I mean? They're kind of not paying attention to what's going on. And I think sometimes, um, you know, air signs in general, but particularly Aquarius can, can, can get stuck like in that, that abstract intuitive thinking, you yeah. know, dreaming stage. And then like stuff doesn't actually um, become manifest. It's, there's no tangible actions that are taken. Sure. So sometimes things can be frustrating, like financially for air signs because they get caught in a lot of planning, a lot of thinking, a lot of imagining. And then the action steps sometimes don't, it, it, again, it depends. I mean, everybody's different, but that's yeah. kind of like one of the downsides of it. I have yeah. a bit of that trait because I'm pretty cuspy, you know, oh. in my Capricorniness. And so, you know, some, <laughs> I have to watch some of those things, you know, I, I have a lot of the goatee traits as well, but it's like, um, I can get caught in, you, you know, you know me. So yeah. I can definitely get caught in abstract thinking and it doesn't end up, you know, kind of grounding itself. So I, I'm aware of that. And I try yeah. to that. What's that other phrase? Like uh, that person that always has like their head in the clouds. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, like that, that better. Yeah. yeah. I like that imagery uh, a lot better too, because, you know, um, that perspective is a great perspective to have oh, at yeah. times. Because you get to this, you know, um, bird eye view or, you know, of what's going on in kind of like the grand scheme of things. But sometimes when you pull that telescope back too far out or, uh, you know, that vision just becomes so grand, you do forget that, you know, you're on earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And some, some of those like common sense things are, uh, the grounding, you know, like, hey, you know, we're done here. We're trying to make things happen as well. Um, you forget as you're kind of creating the um, these blueprints in your mind of how things work or how everything functions. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because they, I I feel like they think they they think it through. They understand it conceptually, and then like when it comes to the actual nuts and bolts of like you know, communication and relationships and stuff, that can be an area that's tough for Aquarius. I've, I've noticed, at least with the Aquarius people that I've um, spoken to or worked with, there's oftentimes trouble keep keeping relationships, keeping them going and kind of like, or even finding them and making them happen. Because again, 
the idea maybe of the other person or that special person is almost like bigger than the actual person that's sitting in front of you. So you can kind of, you know, they can kind of get caught up in the idea of that person and what, what might happen or where this thing could go, as opposed to like, I'm sitting here with this person on a date and we're supposed to be getting to know each other, but I'm like spinning all these things in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So did I, did I just personally attack you? No, 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 not me, but I, 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 I can hear the voices of the okay. people that I know <laughs> that are saying okay. like, I feel personally attacked. Right I feel now. personally attacked. There's going to be people listening that feel personally attacked. It's okay. Cause last <laughs> week you, you had me, you had me all over, all over the, you know what I mean? Personal yeah. attacks everywhere. So, <laughs> uh, but what, what I was, oh. so what you just said, yep. I was putting it into context with the, the, I guess the first chapter or the first couple of chapters of this soulmate in twin flames book. Okay. And it like it gave me chills as I'm conceptualizing this Aquarius being because I'll get into it a little bit more but there's this uh as here I'll do it in in your words as you are you know thinking about this other person mm -hmm. and formulating what that other person may be like and if you have this tendency to like you know uh, pan out and and back and just look at this bigger picture i'm wondering with this whole concept of twin flames and i'll uh, again i'll explain it a little bit more but this whole concept of finding like your other half or you know this other person that um that is like you know kind of like soulmate energy or whatnot if you have to get like a good sense of who you are in order to uh, make yourself available to the person that is going to like you know quote unquote complete you i don't buy into all of that thing but like in in the commercial way yeah you know, um the hollywood happy ending right. type way yeah but if you if this 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 energy this twin flame that has you know the same origin that you do um and that was you know you were just kind of like split off and or yeah and then you know you're trying to reconnect uh, life after life after life if you have this grand concept of life and then who you are it probably feels like you know it's you're like so far from that because yeah. honing in on yourself right there's those people who just like focus on like the minute details and are so blind to everything that's around them I feel like at times uh, Aquarius energy has like this bigger than life or than universe kind of aspect or point of view that it's like then where did you go <laughs> yeah and then so if you haven't formulated that yet for yourself mm -hmm. how then are you going to grasp that notion in someone else you know because totally. it almost becomes so fantastical or uh impossible it reminds me of that kind of like the idea of you know just like this sort of unrealistic idea and I, yeah. I don't mean this to put this down, but an unrealistic idea of like romantic love that it's like, right. You know, once you find that, that, uh, that person, your special person, then all of a sudden you're never going to have any problems again. Your life is completed. Right. Everything's peaches and rainbows and unicorns, and there's yeah. never a cloud in the sky again. Right. You know, and I think that idea, it, yeah, it's kind of like that in the beginning and like that sort of like dating phase or whatever. But then, you know, once you like, 
gets once you get to know that person as an individual being and you start to kind of you know key into their quirks and mannerisms and maybe you've been disappointed a couple times there's been some arguments and things all of a sudden that person's a real human being mm-hmm. the beauty of that though is that that's when you can actually get to know someone when that like inflation of like that idea or ideal of what romantic love is about gets punctured then you actually have an opportunity to really get to know someone yes you know what i mean and i yeah. think that's where people usually quit though it's like oh i don't feel in love anymore but yeah. then that's where true communication can actually start because you're actually um, relating to each other as human beings and not as ideas or fantasies. Yeah. You know, and I think that's an interesting thing. And that has a lot to do with this idea of communication. And, and again, Aquarius, like, and it's good. I mean, it's all good. Everything's, you know, everything's good. And yes, I mean, we all serve a purpose. And yeah. um, that's, um, do you watch? I don't think you do, because I think I've asked you this before. No. But uh, do you watch that show, Outlander? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. Um, in terms of like finding your, oh, it's the, uh, I, I wish, <laughs> like, I wish I could just plug the information into your yeah. head, right? Be like, yeah. Download now. <laughs> um, in terms of like finding a soulmate and having yeah. this, uh, this person in like multiple lives, like they do that, they, they portray that so well. Mm. Um, and they portray this you know like i will do anything for love oh meet love oh god yeah may you rest in peace um but they you know they portray that that feeling of like they will do anything for one another and um that that is it like that is the love of their lives in multiple lives um and they show kind of the crossover in i don't well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you start watching well, now, now I'm reminded of, and I think we talked about this before because I couldn't remember the title of this movie. Which I think you've seen it. It's that Darren Aronofsky movie, the one with the tree in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, and I always, I think it's, I always think it's called Tree of Life, but it's not called Tree That's of the Life. other one. It's the other yeah. one. We had this discussion before. This one is, it has Yeah, a, for a while, I think we talked. Do you remember? <laughs> we, we were talking about the same movie and then it's like, no, but- no, wrong one. Funny enough, we both saw the same. Wait, have you, but you have seen that, the yes. one with the tree, right? And the yes. space stuff. Yep. Yeah. And the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the pod and the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It just totally reminded, is it, does it have that kind of vibe, the, that Outlander show? Is it uh, so it's an, it's a period piece. If, oh, in like the 1800s period piece okay uh but then it has you should watch it it's it's right, really good it it um but in that you know there's like these different personalities and a lot of couples and a lot of like there's a lot of emphasis on couples and love and you know um obviously with love will come more and blah 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 blah, blah right yeah um but they're all um you know kind of like because some of them are not from that time mm-hmm. you know because of the traveling and or whatnot yeah. they're finding their space and a, a lot of the times when i or their purpose a lot of the times when i um when i have these conversations with uh people who are uh, aquarius or identify as aquarius that's such an interesting way to phrase it but um <laughs> i'm not you know, actually an aquarius but i identify as an aquarius. well there's people who go off of like the different ones right yeah like, there's different I, yeah and, no exactly well, there's, um, and there's the there's the indian astrology as well that has a different system right. of of you know where your sign yeah 
Yeah, anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> so I, with them, it's very evident, or more so than others, that uh, we're like visiting, kind of, right? Okay. That we were tunneled hey, down. Visiting? What's up? What do you mean by visiting? Who's visiting? Like that, like we're like our souls are like visiting. Oh, the souls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and that we were like tunneled down here, and you know, been like, okay, plop. This is your, you know, this Here's is your, your character body. that you're. Yeah. This is your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so because when you hear them speak, it's like, oh yeah, you know some things, you know. Yeah. And in this show, you can tell like the people that are not from that era, it's like they know stuff because they just, uh, you know, obviously know stuff because they lived in another century. Another time, yeah. Um, but as they go back, you know, oh, this is like awesome. As, <laughs> as these characters go back to this like earlier time, okay, uh, this kind of like, in a sense, more primitive time because you know they're, they have like all the technological advancements yeah they're, um even though they have this knowledge you know even though um and i'll just kind of phrase it in both ways even though like we as beings or you know soul beings um astral beings starseed you know whatever again you identify that even though we have all of this knowledge from from that we're trying to make sense of ourselves and find a purpose for where we're at now you know, on in this, Earth. yeah, in this particular lifetime, right? Yeah. And when you find that purpose, you have this like sense of fulfillment. And then you make it so much easier for yourself to then accept all the other things, all the other abundance, all the other like fruitful things that come with it. Because once you're just kind of like, yeah, this is me, this is what I have to offer. This is my purpose in this life at this, you know, at this point in time yeah yeah once that happens um you just you know all of the things just kind of fall into place and in the show and i don't know if they meant it like this but this is why i like aquarius people because i can have like these like <laughs> forever long conversations about like conceptualizing things yeah yeah um in the show it is just like it that's how it is like they come i just finished watching or binge watching uh the last season <laughs> like in one night oh wow um, yeah just i like torturing myself and like not sleeping <laughs> um oh, and that's so, why you didn't get sleep the other day when i talked to you and you were in you no said, i just finished i saw it last night when i oh, should have night. slept from not from being not able sleeping sleep the night before which was my the, allergies yeah <laughs> that's right that's right um so um you they they portray it so in such a like smart way well you know like in this very like smart way of like you know here are these people they have all this information but now they're in like this other time uh and period of life where they don't they can't put any of that information to use until uh they find a way to like modify it and then use like their skills without having necessarily like the tools or materials because oh, they also they also can't change you know they can't change history so they've got to be careful about not messing up messing up right yeah no i understand interesting so like you know i'm just going to give like a wild example so like if somebody had the ability to create like a like a like a vehicle you know mm -hmm. like the first mm -hmm. kind of vehicle and they knew the mechanics of it they can't do it yeah 
so they have to find other ways to you know kind of navigate through Uh, through life and still find their the people from a more modern uh, a more modern time they all are academics they've all gone to school for something mm -hmm. but their their skills aren't necessarily so obviously play you know like useful yeah yeah or purposeful that's interesting I gotta check the show that sounds very cool yeah it is pretty cool when I first saw it I'm like oh it's gonna be like one of those you know <laughs> but then I was like oh this is actually really interesting it sucked you in yeah. All right. So um, not to totally change the subject, but to totally change the subject to communication for a second, because this just yeah. kind of occurred to me, like we didn't, this is nothing we talked about beforehand, but what do you find? Because I know you're, you're working with a lot of couples. Yes. And doing great work with them. What do you find um, <laughs> is like one of the, like, what are some of the things you would recommend in terms of communication to people that maybe are having difficulty communicating with their person, how, yeah. how, how can you give some practical, like some practical stuff and a few things, you know, I, I you know, it's just obviously we're kind of going off track of what we want to talk about, but I just no, 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 I feel I like that's important for somebody. I don't know. Yeah. why. No, totally. And communicate. I chuckle because whenever couples come in um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty casual and forward, like straightforward. I'm like, okay, so, what are we doing here? You know, like what brings you in or like, what's the problem? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And then it's majority of the time, if not all of the time, the answer will be, we just need to work on our communication. <laughs> there you go. And, um, it, but they don't, I don't know if they necessarily know what that means. Okay. So then I ask them <laughs> Yeah. and then, you know, it's like, well, we just, you know, like need to talk more and like, but what does that mean? <laughs> like, do you, cause there's, you know, there's verbal, nonverbal communication. Uh, a lot of the times arguments and fights start because of the nonverbal, you know, like yeah. a, a look or uh, some sort of passive behavior. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I'll, you know, I'll give example. Uh, so I like this example um, that I give. Um, and I don't know if like I made it up or just kind of like put it together along the way or I heard it but um don't steal it <laughs> you can borrow it uh, wait me uh, or the listener? no anybody because <laughs> I really really like this and okay. I wanted to kind of um okay so this is copyright matter. copyright right. angel so officially right now yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so uh often I will say to them that it's not the individual in front of you that you're uh, having the argument with it's probably something that they like inadvertently did or maybe you know didn't realize that what they did was going to activate something from your past you know mm -hmm. so um and i'll give you know like uh sometimes sometimes it's really interesting because i'll find examples that you know i happen to just use in a very random way but they're oddly and eerily very specific. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get information as I'm talking to them, you know, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> like if uh, somebody, you know, has a tendency of like not closing the lid on the toothpaste or, you know, misplacing things or, you know, um, uh, something with like the refrigerator. And then I'll just go into like a little bit more detail than that. And then their eyes just like open up, like, 
do you have cameras in our house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you spying on us? Yeah. And so I'm like, that that act is not, I'm sure that you're not going to have a Jerry Springer moment over the yeah. fact that somebody didn't close the the toothpaste lid, right? That's sure. not it. It's the fact that they're inconsiderate or that you feel that you're not being heard or that you're not being listened to or whatever the activation is that that was instilled or kind of um, in, ingrained or whatnot when you were yeah. younger. Yeah. And so as you grow up, and if you don't, uh, this actually re leads really well to uh, the story in the book, as you grow up, and if you don't um, kind of like right some of those karmatic wrongs, then you're going to continue to carry that with you. And you're going to continue to like fight that same battle. And you're not then allowing each other to see you know essentially each other's souls because you're all you're doing is you're fighting over like these these messages that don't really belong to you yeah. they shouldn't have you know they shouldn't have been yours to begin with it was just you know inherited or yeah. uh, instilled so I give them an imagery and I hold up like two pens I'm like okay so there's you and then there's you right and you're like going at it but what you don't realize is that behind this pen, there's a whole army that is ready to attack whenever they feel that there's a lack of safety mm. or whenever they feel that there's a lack of support or love or appreciation or if they feel abandoned. And then on this side, there is um, you and then there's a whole army that is ready to attack whenever they feel like you know, they have the need to be defensive or the other person is just um, not listening at all and just, or sometimes there are things that are personal traits. Like if, um, I don't know why that, this just kind of came into my head. Like if somebody has a tendency of being like really negative or somebody has a tendency of just always uh, being the victim and they grew up, you know, experiencing somebody like that and then that impacted their lives a lot. Or, you know, it's like um, a lot of the times, you know, the, the whole, you're going to marry your parent thing yeah. comes through. <laughs> yeah. um, because that's what you know. That's what that's what was modeled for you. And well, then imprinted. That, right. Yeah. And then that fear comes in and that fear kicks in. And more often than not, this running theme has been a running karmatic theme for many, oh, if not yeah. all of your lives. Yeah. So in terms of practicality, I would just, and this is what I tell my clients, I would just stop whenever that toothpaste cap is gonna about to irritate you <laughs> and you're about to, you know, uh, uh, blow a gasket, stop and say, what does this remind me of? Or who does this person remind me of right now? Or what experience does, what, just go back and reflect. On oh, nice. Yeah. Your life. And then deal with that first. You know, say to yourself, okay, am I then not over that? Or what about that? Or this situation is bringing me back to that, that's making me feel a bit insecure, a bit unsafe, you know, scared. All of those um, automatic responses, you know, like fight, flight, flee, freeze, uh, whatever. Check in with yourself. Yeah. And then if you want to go in a little bit further, I think we talked about this before, you know, see where 
where you might feel it in your body, like what sensation you might mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. So that's a second step, right? Yeah. The initial one is just that one. Um, and then the body thing, uh, I believe we've talked about this in a few episodes, like certain things represent um, uh, certain emotions. Like if you have lower back pain, then lack of support, feet, uh, you know, moving forward, hands, a control thing, yeah, um, chest, heart, lungs, you know, voice, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, for sure. And then the then the chakras that those correspond to too. If you yes, you know, if you're in the upper part of the body, for sure. Yeah. So that's the in terms of like a practical tool. I feel like that is the easiest because you you don't really need anybody else for that, right? To just kind no. of stop. And then sometimes it's. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy because if your response system has been to um, either attack right away or mm-hmm. flee right away or freeze, then it, well, freezing might be okay because then you can you, you know, think yeah. at least. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but uh, you know, if if it's not so easy for you to kind of just pause and reflect, mm-hmm. then be patient with yourself. Um, and then just say like, hey, I deserve this. I deserve to find out why I'm responding the way that I respond. So then I can deserve better for my life and for, you know, the life of others. So when, um, so that that's a great example. And they, so would you, how would you, how would you coach them um, in terms of like the actual communication? So if, if it's more like, oh, you know, when, when we're talking, she says this and it, you know, it triggers me to go into this kind of emotional state or he says that or they say this and it, you know, so how would you deal with that? Because you gave a good example of like stuff that's going on, you know, kind of in actions, but like in a conversation when you're kind of face to face in that moment, would you use the same sort of tool or do you have something different? Like, you know what I mean? Like if it's heated or after you've brought awareness to it? Well, during the conversation, let's say if they have problems communicating and it tends to escalate how to sort of mitigate that a little bit or kind of prevent that, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's so we all have different styles and, um, sometimes uh, more common or often than not, there's going to be like a pursuer and a distancer, right? I think yeah. you were probably there for that one. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's it's not uncommon for somebody to, you know, like quote unquote prescribe the pursuer to do more of um, the pausing because they're the ones that are just kind of like, no, we need to talk, we need to talk, we need to clear this out. I can't, I can't, you know, be without any sort of resolution. And then if there's a distance or the distance is going to run and be like, no, 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 I feel like you're attacking me. You're not giving me any space. You're making me feel overwhelmed, you know? So there's a mutual thing that you can do. The, if, if this is the dynamic, then the pursuer can, um, uh, can stop and maybe write it down because at least that way they let it out. You know, kind of write down what you what you want to think, because part of the part of the reason that you're a pursuer in this kind of way is because, you know, you may have not been heard earlier on. You didn't have a voice. Um, You know, you weren't uh, um, like 10 to 2 or seen for who you are or people maybe didn't believe you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So you have this urgency of like, no, I have to tell you now, because if not, you're not going to believe me. You know, you're never going to hear me. Things are not going to get resolved. And then it's going to be the end of the world. Mm. And it's quick. Those, those conclusions are quick. Yeah. So um, then just write it down because at least this way you get to express it in some way or another until, you know, and I always say we, because when we, because we're all working there together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when until we get to the space of, you know, uh, a healthier communication, until you get to the space where, and this is where like the kind of like a stereotypical, um, when this, then I, you know, are like, yeah, your actions make me feel, me feel like, um, yeah. you know, like I statements and things like sure. that. Um, yeah. There's other ways to go about that, but that's the one I feel like it's more. Uh, most commonly known um because you hear that people make fun of those <laughs> like in like sitcoms or yeah like, exactly. tv shows you know they're yeah. like when you do this i feel you know yeah um, so uh, things like that you know once until you get to a place like that and then you're um you're you know it's not that you're never going to get into an argument mm-hmm. um because you're you know you're different people yeah no, um, so sure. you're going to disagree on things and you have yeah, exactly right. emotions and hormones and all of that and and then there's like external things that are out of your control this is another example that i give couples when they first come in i'm like okay so have you ever heard of double dutch are you asking uh, me yes <laughs> yes okay so um the expectation in my mind, the expectation for couples when I hear them is that, you know, there's this double dutch that's already happening. Your job is to like find a partner that is going to sync up with you immediately in that double dutch process. That that process is already going though, right? So your whole purpose is to just find someone that you're going to be like, yep, this is it. This is us. And we're going to be... Um, you know, be on point and in sync every single step, every single jump, every single trick, we're going to know each other. And sometimes it happens because you do meet that person, you know, as we were talking about uh, twin flames and soulmates, you do meet that person that you feel like, oh my God, we're so in sync. You know, like, yeah, it's like, it's just the two of us and then everybody else. Yeah. And again, a lot of this is also echoed in Outlander. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, but then that's not really how reality works. Really how reality works. Come on, Angel. Um, <laughs> that's not uh, necessarily how reality works all the time. Yeah. It's almost impossible or pretty much impossible mm-hmm. to find someone that you've never met in your whole entire life and have the expectation placed on one another that you're just going to fall into line immediately and that nothing is going to falter or that there's not going to be a mistake or that somebody's not going to get whipped on the head with a rope yeah. you know in this double get knocked on yeah. your ass or whatever <laughs> right yeah. because remember that double dutch swinging or whatever it's called like that's been going on yeah. it's been going on before you got there and that is what life is you know life yeah was happening before you met and it's going to continue after. And there's external influences in that life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those external influences are really close to home, you know, like parents, uh, previous relationships, finances, you yeah. know, whatever it may be, there's health, all of these things that 
come into play that are, you know, going to maybe have you skip a different beat sometimes than the other person because mm -hmm. you come with different resources and different tools because you're different people with different experiences. Yeah, exactly. And so that kind of expectation, I feel, puts so much pressure because then it's like when they come to the communication place, then it's like, well, we should know how to do this. If we don't know how to communicate as a couple, then clearly we're not meant to be together. And then we start doing all this meaning making with, you know, uh, how unperfect we are because we can't figure this out or, you know, then clearly we're not meant to be. And then there, there, there's all this like skewed application of what could make your relationship much richer or yeah. you know, more successful because more often than not, it's coming from, from you and fear of, you know, finding something healthy, uh, the fear of letting go of limitations and really accepting yourself, you know, fully. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other person, you know, comes with their own stuff. So I love the analogy of um, the double Dutch thing. Thanks. Um, because it's, it's like, First of all, I, I like the idea that it takes practice, it's a game, mm -hmm. and it's something you have to get in sync with. Yeah. You know what I right? And so it's something it's like I, I feel like it kind of loops back to the beginning of the conversation you were talking a bit about. And I talk about this a lot too, because this is a big theme in, you know, in Jungian work and spiritual work and shamanism and the work that I do and so forth. But it's like the idea of getting to know yourself and the inner communication that's going on and the connection yeah. you have to your own soul uh, first before yes. even trying to communicate with someone else and kind of getting the, like, I guess Jesus said, getting the moat out of your own eye before you try to get the, you know, the speck out of the other guy's eye or whatever it is. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm murdering that quote, but, <laughs> but it's like, you need to get the crap out of your own eye before yes. you try to fix somebody else. Is the I mean, how many versions of that do people need to hear? I mean, and don't get, don't get me A million and one, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have been participant of, you know, being, uh, have, have those messages fall on deaf ears. Um, but you hear that everywhere. You know, put your mask on first before you help anybody else. Yeah. Um, oh, on the plane, yeah. Yeah, you hear that you, even like... Uh, you know, uh, like popular TV, like Drag Race. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but like RuPaul has like this very infamous uh, quote that I think is probably his logo motto now, which is, um, you know, if you can't love yourself, how the heck are you going to, or how the hell heck you're going to love somebody else? It's all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like the idea, you know, again, I, there's a million and one things, but the idea, get your own house in order first, you know? Yes. And, and so this idea is really like, uh, it's about communicating. Again, it's, it's, it's just a different type of communication. It com it's an internal communication. It's a psychic communication. It's mm -hmm. communication on a psychological and spiritual level. Um, and you kind of, you know, clearing out the cobwebs of the, the, you know, the dirty old closets in your mind and stuff of these little, you know, these spaces and these, these, these dark parts of yourself that need attending to and integrating and then you know maybe your buttons won't get pushed so much right uh, and like you said it's like taking that time to ask yourself like 
is this event or this conversation or this person, you know, this thing that this person said really the issue here is, or am I reacting to something that, yes, I'm annoyed with them, but it goes so far beyond that, that I yeah. really need to take a look at it. Yeah. And, right. and yeah. And again, I will emphasize this every single time. This is not uh, as um, easy, I guess, at, if I'm, because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm presenting this to be kind of like an easy process. It's not, um, it can be yep. um, easier, but yeah. it's not necessarily like the easiest thing to go back because there's a reason why you're fighting so hard. And a lot of the times when you're fighting that hard over something, you've buried it also. You know, yeah. you depressed it. Yeah. Um, it's so you're not even aware of what the real cause right. is. Right. And there's shame perhaps, you know, attached to it or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that may be, uh, judgment. And then you bury it, you bury that or put that on top of it as well. And so it's, you know, it's not as um as clear at times as you may think. Um there are, you know, I've had like sessions where um, even after a while it's an unfolding and then um, and then again I turn into this kind of like a, um, like truffle dog right I'm like mm, I'm sensing something <laughs> like I'm sensing something here. The real the real issue yeah yeah um, because and then it could be multiple things that have just kind of you know formulated this really strong army yeah, I like that army idea because it gets at the it gets at the heart of like this idea that you know we're not this singular thing that we think we are. We're like a being with a multiplicity, a multiplicity of like different drives, emotions, memories, parts of ourselves that yeah. you know are like autonomous individuals if you really look at it you know like so many times like things will come over you'll you know you get like possessed by some part of yourself and you'll literally at the end of you know whatever behaviors came out of that you know you're smashing plates on the floor or you know fighting and screaming and you know running your car into a tree or something because you're so angry you know whatever happens you're like i was not myself right and it's like well no you were yourself you're just a part of yourself that you don't own and you haven't integrated yet you know what i mean yeah no and, for sure and it gets you thinking that there's much more going on in the psyche at any given time than than oftentimes like the ego is wanting to admit oh yeah definitely right i mean i just i think i was talking to you the other day about that um that uh childhood story it's too long for today i think but <laughs> that childhood story about like oh that didn't affect me at all but it totally <laughs> it totally uh created like my identity yeah you know like and you don't you don't realize that these things um have affected you you and or your life and have pretty much molded who you have become or you know kind of created the sense of identity of who you are because we also often think think of things as adults mm -hmm. and rationalize things. You can't rationalize uh, these emotions because that's not what they're meant for. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? emotions are, are, are irrational. Right. And, and that doesn't mean they don't have intelligence to them. It just Correct. means that they're not something that 
you can quantify with thought. Right. And especially when you're doing it as an adult and you've already said to yourself so many, so many times, I'm not going to be a victim. That's never going to happen to me. Mm. You know, um, I'm better than that. I'm stronger than that or the opposite, you know, and then you try to go back to those emotions from an earlier age. You're not going to, you're not going to experience them the same way that, you know, that child was like five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. And that child didn't have the abilities and the tools or the scars and the healing that you do. But so what's crazy is unfair to go we, back. React, we react like that. As if we did, yeah. Right? Yeah. I always find that so strange. It's like, and you know, that, that part of yourself reacts so strongly. And then, you know, you catch yourself later and you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the more you, unfortunately, sometimes... You know, if you keep digging, you're going to find something. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes it's good. You know, you can find oil or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to um, promote like fracking or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say gold, but it's got like the same issues. It's like, right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, if you keep digging, you're going to find something. And you find then, something amazing. Yes, you can. But you can also find other things that you've unearthed that you didn't remember that we're there and oh, yeah, there you know, things can be connected they could be like intertangled and you know if finding something out and you know working on that and uprooting it may pull out something else so you're like oh this too you know yeah, right? yeah. exactly <laughs> but sometimes you can also go you know give yourself uh patience and time and love and you can, you know, take your time and just do the digging and you can go perhaps a little bit deeper, but be patient and careful with yourself and, you know, do find someone that, you know, could maybe help guide the way. Or um, I always like to phrase it as like, I'm just shining light on things. Mm. The things were still there. Yeah. You know, they were there before me. Um, you could have. Uh, reached those things on their own. Um, I'm just here to shine a light and say, okay, well, what about over here now? And there are times where you can go and, you know, go in uh, deeper and just grab like a nice fat nugget of something and then just pull all of it out. And then just kind of say, oh, all of these things are connected. You know, the way that I eat, the way that I respond to other people, um, how I go about my presentation to others, yeah, you know, the career choices that I've made, um, my hesitance to, I don't know, read books, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, um, you can find like you know, the where all of these things might have stemmed from, yeah, and if not, yeah. it's okay. But at least you're giving yourself the opportunity to work through them. Big time. Yeah. And I think uh, just, I mean, there's always that, there's that, you know, kind of philosophical saying, um, you know, that came from the Greek philosophies. It's this idea, know, know thyself. I mean, really mm -hmm. get to know your own psyche, get to know your own soul, get to understanding what's going on within yourself. And now that opens you up to, remove those obstacles. So if you're looking for that, that twin flame or that soulmate or whatever that you're 
you know, you're ready for them, you know? Yes. We talked about this before. I think you hit on this theme before is like sometimes maybe that person is, you know, is is there in that place that we are. Yeah. And we're oh, not, I did. Right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Huh. And we're not huh. necessarily like a profit open to it. All yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know what, what, but, what time we're at, but wait till I get to the rest of this book next week. You'll yeah, I, we're gonna have to hit that next now week. Now I just realized how much of a profit I am yeah. after you saying that. So yeah, we did talk about that last week, right? Where I was like, okay, or maybe yeah. before where I'm like, all right, you know, March, April, May, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's allowing yourself to do that. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, when no. I talk about this book, it's eerily like hitting it, it. If a book could personally attack me in like the first um, uh, chapter, it punched this, you right in the face. Oh, this book was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I love it. I love when stuff hits like that. It's such a it's such a cool feeling when you. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but then you then you pull out and get some objectivity on it. You're like, oh god, that's just what I needed to hear. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Well, you know, I enjoy synchronicities in whatever form. Yeah. Become, uh, you know, life is going to be life, so it's gonna. Those ropes are gonna be. <laughs> All right, they're so, gonna be double dutching, you know, regardless yeah. of if I pay attention to the synchronicities or not. So might as well exactly. pay attention to that. Get in, get in sync with with what's happening. All right, mm -hmm. so we'll talk we'll talk about that next week because I I, real, I realize you know it's getting a bit late. So, well, we actually don't know because we <laughs> we started this like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we started yeah. recording yesterday, so we actually don't have a concept of time today. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, but the, so, so we'll, I guess we'll, we'll get more into this, this idea of twin flames and soulmates. And we kind of, I, I think it was good to kind of touch on this idea of communication. I like how you kind of broke down, uh, this idea too, of, of like when couples are communicating, yeah. I like that, how you frame it at like, in a sense, it's almost like, and I didn't say this at the time, but what I was thinking is almost like you're getting them to really define what communication is and what I'm actually looking for and what I'm expecting yeah. out of this other person and like kind of setting the parameters. Because it's like, if you're both imagining that communication is two different things and you've never talked about that, then you're, you know, not to be vulgar, but you're pissing up a rope. It's yeah. like, you're never going to connect if your idea of communication is, oh, you know, we sit down and have these intimate conversations over, you know, over espressos uh, mm -hmm. Sunday morning and do the crossword together. And the other person's idea is they want to have like really, you know, heavy, passionate fights and then make right. up afterwards and then be all lovey. And it's right. like, you know what I'm saying? And those are yeah. different types of communication. I know they talk a lot about these communication styles and things like that. I know you know more about that than I do, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but people have different ways of of just kind of wanting yeah. to communicate. So just from the get-go, if you kind of define like, okay, here's what I'm talking about when I talk about communication, mm -hmm. and then the other person goes, okay, well, that's cool. However, this <laughs> is what I'm thinking about. And then if you can kind of meet somewhere in the middle, I think you got right. something. Yeah, so I call, <laughs> 
I have like it's kind of, and I got this from one of my friends um uh bridal shout no bridal shower rehearsal dinner okay um her uh she's raised catholic and he's raised jewish okay um and so uh her my friend's brother was giving like you know like this like speech or whatever and at the end of it um you know he was like asking kind of like these questions like how are they going to do this how how are um you know how are they going to figure this out and then he's like oh i came with a you know this has been done or i, I forgot how he conceptualized it but or or how he delivered it but at the end of the day um he goes pizza bagel perfect <laughs> you know because it's it's there you go it's both worlds combined and yeah. it the, it made me think of that because when you were like you know meet halfway and i'm like yeah just pizza bagel it pizza bagel it the other thing is that's such a quintessential argument or at least a kickstarter <laughs> to the quintessential argument which mm. is what would you like to have for dinner right mm, man. Yeah. <laughs> how many times do you see that on tv oh, how man. many times do you have you experienced that yourself yeah. and then it's like oh whatever you want oh no whatever you want no are you sure and then it's like so then there's the the on a such a meta level this argument is so quintessential and i don't think people realize why it's such a quintessential argument one you're both probably hungry or one of you may or may not be hungry Mm -hmm. um, you probably both have an idea of what you want to eat and sometimes that will differ so that's already communication on like a surface level right like you're hungry or not and then you want to specific something or not that's it if it was as simple as that yeah then we would have been golden by now. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been this pizza bagels by now. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But because there's these things attached to, you know, um, how we communicate, then one person goes, and this, this goes back to some of those relationship myths. One person will be like, well, why are they asking me this question? Clearly they don't love me. Because if they truly loved me, they would know exactly what I want to eat on a Tuesday or Thursday evening at like 6, 11 p.m. Why do they not know that? Why do they not know they that the wind not, happens to be a little bit more? Me. Right. Why do they not know that the wind must be a little bit more gustier, you know, <laughs> northeast today? And I clearly want um Ethiopian cuisine <laughs> they don't love me and that's what it is they don't love me yeah. because they don't they don't pay attention to the details they don't pay attention to the things that I love and that's it so now I'm in my head going this person doesn't love me I'm not even hungry anymore you do whatever you want whatever you want so then that becomes a response right yeah it's like you do whatever you want I don't care whatever you want you know let's what are you hungry for and then the other person goes, why do we go through this every single time? Yeah. Why can they just make a decision? Why do we go through this, like, you know, uh, merry-go-round of, like, what you want, what I want, whatever, you know, just make a freaking choice. I really don't care. 
just do it. <laughs> Clearly, this person doesn't love me because they're being so, um, like, there's a word that I want to use, but basically annoying, but there's another word. Um, and, you know, then that response is like, are you sure? Whatever you want. <laughs> Oh yeah. And then that kind of like reassurance, right? Like, are yeah. you sure? And then it's like, just say what you want to say. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't really want to have this back and forth. Let's throw some things up in the air and see what lands. If you're happy with that, let's go. If not, what what do you really want? No, and, and that's again, you know, gets to that that heart, the heart of that whole thing where it's like you you've got to be confident in knowing who you are to be able to be honest about right. it. And well, not, yes. Right? You, you, yes, you have to be really confident in knowing who you are and, and accepting that person. Exactly. And that acceptance, again, I, I'm, I'm going to reiterate my reiteration, um, is not always so easy because no, true. Life, life does a really good job at times to push us against ourselves. Mm -hmm. So... It's not the easiest to, at times, it's not the easiest to, you know, pull back in or integrate all those parts of you. No, but yeah, no. as we mentioned before, you know, sometimes you can just go on neutral and just allow yourself to gradually get to where you belong if you don't want to do that much work right now. But otherwise, you know, just see yourself in a different way, accept that some of these things were not your fault. And then, you know, also accept responsibility for some of the things that you did that might've brought either more shame or um, reinforce some of that shame or judgment. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. But those, again, that can also be like learned behavior. There's just so many different, there's so many different answers to very common questions that we, for whatever reason, say to ourselves, nope, it must be that I am unlovable. Yeah, that's where you've got to stop. That yeah. kind of we and we talked about that before. Stop those kind of, um, you know, those sort of. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Like pro programmed, I guess, type yep. of thinking where, like one one thing leads to another. Like A plus B equals C, and now right. I'm unlovable. Yeah, you got to interrupt those patterns. You interrupt those patterns, and and make a space. And if, you know, even if it's like not this grand stand against the whole thing where you're like, you know, you know, proclaiming that you're not this or not that, but just like making space to ask yourself the question, like, you yeah, know, am I, am I, is this true? Am I really unlovable? Or are, are there people that actually do love me? And I've seen that. And I know that I have examples of that in my life. And, you know, just kind of cracking open the door, as I kept saying to the possibility yeah. of a different way of looking at things. It doesn't always have to be so like, like, you know, slaying a dragon or something. Sometimes right. it's just like, you know, making a little space for a, a little bit of a different possibility to just get that forward movement and to build some, some stability so that you can, you can start to get in touch with who you actually yeah. are. Right. I like what you, I like that visual because, um, it doesn't have to be like you're slaying a dragon now, but yeah. it might have felt like that when you were younger. Because just imagine every, all of the the key players are probably you know uh, 
at least twice your size mm -hmm. and also very significant um you know uh components of your upbringing or you know they well, of they, your survival how about yeah, that exactly so at at that age it may have felt like that mm -hmm. but now it doesn't necessarily have to be no no and that's exactly why it's it's you know it's so important and so valuable to take time to to ask yourself questions and to communicate within like you know is this am i really so upset about this because of what this person's saying or doing or is this something that's reminding me of when i was five years old and i was left at the mall right oh or something there's so yeah. many of those yeah <laughs> right there's so many of those that people don't realize how much of an impact it has had in your They're life huge so there's so many of those little things like that appear to my you know i'm sure it was scary as a child yeah. but there's so many things that now we say oh that was just a small thing i'm like but it wasn't oh no you're so i mean it was like it felt life or death you know when mm -hmm. those things happened yeah or oh. think of something closer to you know to something closer in your youth to your current age you know like how uh detrimental was it to not have a blemish and go to high school oh or God. you know yeah. to have somebody be attracted to you or be accepted by a certain group or whatever those those were like earth shattering and life-changing moments and you know now it's like i don't know those people i can't remember them i <laughs> you know yeah, it's, but they they were ruining and wrecking your world back then or making it amazing and great. But now it's like, where are they and how, what impact do they currently have on your day to day? Well, yeah, unless like, that's the thing. The reality of it is none. But the 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 the, the sort of psychological reality, yes. of it, if you're not you know aware of it, is a ton right yeah <laughs> you know what i mean for sure especially the the younger oh like, yeah the kid days you know the yeah. elementary days those those definitely like and Not i feel either. by the time you go to middle school high school it it's just repetitive responses yeah, exactly and that's where it's like especially by the time we get to you know adulthood and stuff you know we're kind of in these set patterns and that's why you've got to really you know, kind of redefine and reimagine and, you know, make spaces and break patterns in order to, you know, create new behavior because you've been practicing those rehearsed beliefs for so long that yeah. they're so second nature, you don't even think about them. It's like tying your shoe. Uh, I was just going to give that example. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah, I say that all the time. I'm like, you don't, you don't, um, you don't go like, uh, or like, it's easier for eating. I'm like, you don't go like, hand down fork <laughs> grab pull you know chew yeah. you don't do that anymore because you learned that this is what you A do pattern. to survive yeah. right and then exactly the same thing you learn how to do things to survive so you know that you need to eat so you don't have to go through all the different steps to eat because you know it mm -hmm. you don't have to go you know esophagus digestive system you know metabolize oh, right um <laughs> And so the same way, you don't have to do all, you don't have to kind of go through all the steps and processing or becoming aware of the things that you do that are automatic responses in order to survive because you've been doing these things your whole life probably in order to survive. Well, and, and the thing, you know what, no, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, the, uh, the interesting thing about it is like, it, it's such a, 
a beautiful thing that it is like that because we would go mad if we had to try to relearn everything every yeah. single day. So it's a gift. It's a double-edged sword though, because it's also a curse if you don't examine it once in a while and make sure it's still valid. Or is this my five-year-old or 13-year-old's yeah. response to life that I've internalized and I'm just like going through the motions of that. So that's where it's like, take that time when you, especially when you feel strong emotions or you're really upset and you really want to have it out with someone, you really want to mix it up. It's like, take that time to, you know, it's such a cliched thing, but you know, sit for a moment and, you know, if you're really angry and you want to, you know, really scream at someone or something, you know, count to 10 or concentrate on your breathing for a little while and just take a moment to make sure that you're reacting kind of, you know, appropriately to the situation. And I mean, if it calls for it, sometimes, you know, call it, sometimes you got to bark at people. I mean, that's life. Right. Most of the time we're just reacting out of fear or, or, or it's kind of like what you're talking about, like these automatic responses that are just sort of patterned into us and so on. So if you, if you can break those and take some time once in a while to, to concentrate on the moment, concentrate on what's going on inside, ask yourself a few questions, you know, just sort of interrupt that pattern a bit. You can begin to, you can begin to change how you automatically react. Yeah. Reconcile some of those things. And then that can really help the communication process because, and you know, so if you're defining communication, if you're, you're taking time to see what's pushing your buttons and why, if you take time to, you know, to really kind of own the stuff that's yours and let go of the stuff that's not yours and maybe take time to break those patterns. Those are kind of, those are a few of the ideas I think that can help communication in relationships and just in generally in life, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. if you're doing that with yourself, then it'll make it easier to do with others. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to say, let's call it because we're actually at about an hour. Oh, okay. How do you like that? I, <laughs> that works for me. Unless uh, you've got a ton more, because I think what we're going to do is maybe go into the twin flame stuff next week, if that's yes. Cool. But can I just do like a sneak peek of the definition of twin? Yes, flame? do it, please. Okay. And, I mean, and anything else? I'm not trying to cut you off. I was no, no, no. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Remember, I've been depriving myself of sleep, so yeah. I was going to say you may want to try to sleep tonight, huh? Luckily. Um, I've already finished that uh, <laughs> that series for now, so I don't have anything that I'm like, you know, I got to find out what happens. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so uh, according to Elizabeth Clare Prophet, uh, in uh, I can't see the page. Oh, that's because you earmarked it. Oh, this is your book, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I just uh, read it like right before the, um, the show, so it's really, really quick too two paragraphs so uh, in, on page 39 she says um, each one of us has a twin soul or twin flame who was created with us in the beginning god created you and your twin flame out of a single white fire body he separated this white fire ovoid into i never heard of that word before o-v-o-i-d ovoid yeah ovoid into two spheres of being, one with a masculine polarity and the other with a feminine polarity, but each with the same spiritual origin and unique pattern of identity. Eons ago, 
you and your twin flame stood before the father and mother God and volunteered to descend into the planes of matter to bring God's love to earth. The original plan was that you would go through a series of incarnations in both masculine and feminine embodiment as each half of the divine whole learn to be the instrument of the father mother God. So that's uh, pretty much, I feel like how the concept is according to Elizabeth Clare Popper. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of the- the Universal acceptance of it. It seems like it in the, at least in the spiritual slash kind of new age world today, yeah, I think that most of those concepts come from from a lot of a lot of her stuff, and 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 then later writers and you know and speakers who kind of borrowed from it. Yeah, that's there's the some really like yeah there's some really cool correlations that I was um, making, and then in like a subsequent paragraph they confirmed my my like thinking, and you know I'm sounding a little ego right now, like oh I already knew what was going to happen, but you know sometimes that happens. Um, but I was like, they were clairvoyant also. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> there, um, she was going on about this concept. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly. And then the next paragraph, that is exactly pretty much right. <laughs> that is exactly like this. And I was like, oh, so oh look at that. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, I can't wait. The parallels, and I'm probably hyping it up too much, but the parallels in the story to some aspects or a few aspects of my life. Mm. um i was just like well this you know, story is an example of like a like a hollywood romance in love, like the yeah, yeah, 1920s yeah. right yeah i think in the 30s oh 30s it might have began in the 30s yeah yeah so we're going to talk about that next week and that's that's a you know that's going to be that's going to be a fun one because i remember reading that and thinking oh this is a neat neat romantic weird story yes <laughs> but also it it also shows how there's, you know, these messages already out in the media mm. and media doesn't always have to be negative. No, um, no, I know no. that um, we've gone pretty much the entire show without mentioning a certain term, but um, <laughs> Social media. which is wild, right? Yeah. Because we've been talking about communication and what if not is their purpose. But anyway, I, I want, I want let, send us there so but there's yes, only... I, be, please don't because i've yeah. got about nine crazy examples that i want to give but no, i know i'm not gonna do so, it um but we'll talk about this when we talk about the the movie and the the book um you know there's all of these like repeated messages and concepts that have been there the whole time and in this book that i don't know if they made into a film um I'll look into that. But in this book, they describe this twin flame process, you know, and like uh, meeting each other and, mm. you know, kind of having the struggles that I was describing earlier with, yeah. you, know, you know, finding your, your purpose and, you know, where, and then the limitations come into play. So it's, it's a really, really good example of the, you know, the thing, um, a lot of the concepts and things we were talking, discussing today. Yeah. And they're out there, right? Or that movie that you were, you always think that it's like the tree of life, but it's not. Um, it's out there. Outlander. And by the way, I'm going to look it up right now as we're sitting here. 
Yeah, you know, like these yeah. things are out there. So it just depends on how how you view them and what perspective you choose to take on. Absolutely. Uh, and as I'm as I'm as I'm looking at the IMDb for Darren Aronofsky, I'm gonna find this movie real quickly. It is, I would just be impressed if you could spell the whole name. You like that? Without googling it. That's <laughs> a little bit of what I do, my friend. Uh, where did it go? Uh, In the meantime, is ovoid like an oval shape? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I was gonna say it's like a like a sort of an an an, yeah, an oval shape, like an egg eggish shape, but more kind of even. Okay. Not, an egg's kind of bigger on the bottom. I think an ovoid's like the same on both sides. I think. Uh, okay. Um, it's not Aronofsky. So that's how they're able to split off. It's not Aronofsky. This is not. This is not in this. In this. Yeah, exactly. That's how they split off. Um, this is not. This is not who I'm thinking of. It is. You, I forget. Okay, now. So now I'm. Now I'm. Now I'm totally at a loss. So. I forget who the actors were. Oh, the fountain. There it is. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, that's like I didn't go back far enough. The fountain. Yeah. Yes. 2006, that movie's from. I thought it wasn't that old. That's amazing. Yeah. There it is. The fountain. Ah, it's, you know why? It's not in the, it's not in the listing of his credits, but it's at the top where the movie posters part is on IMDb. Oh, okay. Fountain. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's a, that's an amazing movie. If you have not seen yeah. it, it's, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful movie. Requiem for a Dream is also an incredible movie. You've seen yeah. that, haven't you? Yeah. Yes. Pie, if you go back to his original movie, Pie, it's shot in black and white. It's like classic independent 90s cinema. Very good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So enough of my Darren Aronofsky plug. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to, to that, to the uh, that part of the book today. We, we went on a tangent. That was my fault because I started talking communication, but for some reason it felt, felt, felt right. Needed. Yeah. Uh, so next week we're going to devote totally to that. And I think that'll give you more time to prep because we're, that's a big story and you're going to have to like outline it and kind of like uh, maybe read. Are you giving me a homework assignment? Not at all. I'm just saying like, <laughs> you're going to have to read from the book because I don't have it. You got it. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> you I'm see like, did you not just hear me say, Yes. My hesitation with reading books. Yes, I did hear that. And, and that was a personal attack on you by yourself. So, <laughs> so you I'm yeah. activating some of the things from my past. I'm Jason. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, so we're going to get into that next week. That's going to be a lot of fun um, and talk more, <laughs> more Aquarius. So we might talk about the age of Aquarius a little bit, if I can figure out more about, about what this means and the, the period of change that goes on during that and so on and whether or not we're in it or we're coming into it i don't know so we yeah that. if i get it together which i should i'll stop watching series this series that, that i want to put out i think <laughs> i want to do like um like a uh valentine's day bundle giveaway with perhaps oh, like cool. rose quartz because you know rose quartz is like a thing yeah. And then maybe like, um, I'm fine. I think I might finally make use of uh, the rose oil that I've oh, been nice. um, cultivating for a while. Yeah. And then maybe like a love candle that I'll infuse all, you know, with, uh, with some love acceptance energy. Fantastic. I think that they need to follow you on, on Instagram to make sure yeah. that they're they're keeping up with what's going on with your contests. Yeah, and I'll um, 
I'll uh, see what I could receive in terms of affirmation. Oh, cool. They, the affirmations usually come, they come to me after the person has um, either purchased something or won something. They're all mm. kind of individual. Yeah. Yeah. Like you did mine for my Amazonite. Yes. That you sent me. So yeah, that's fantastic. Um, very cool. We're looking forward to hearing more about that. And next week we will make uh, a full show to talk about the great story that is at the beginning of uh, the Elizabeth Clare Prophet book. And we're gonna talk about soulmates and more about relationship and communication, which is our theme for Aquarius. So uh, thanks for joining us. Check out- uh, Oh, is that why they say love is in the air? Cause, um, uh, sorry, I'm gonna tangential. Okay, I'm oh, done. I love that. <laughs> no, I, I think you might be right. Love is in the air signs, isn't it? Right. <laughs> wow. All right. Deep. You're going deep on me. Um, the, well, uh, as you were, as you were like signing off, that yeah. song just came into like my mind. I'm like, you know, like, a, I'm not a singer though, but it's a great song, by the way. I love that song. Yeah. Um, okay, so then you should I'm, add it and your edit. <laughs> Apparently, I need to. I need to. I need to do an outro of that song. So yeah, I'll look for it and see if we can get it. Uh, at Angel on the Eighth Day on Instagram, at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram for me, uh, TikTok as well. I do my uh, tarot readings on TikTok first. So if you want to get those there, I do those once a week on Mondays. I do my readings for uh, Earth, Air, Fire, and Water signs. So you can check we should. We need Sorry. to do our readings soon, don't we? We, I think we should do a, like, maybe people really do like loved ones. I think once February hits. Um, February? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. We're committing now. We're committing now, <laughs> doing our readings in February. All right. Perfect. Yeah, at least, love, at least one of them. Because one they, episode. I know that people do, you know, it's always like love, money, health, yeah. right? Those are usually, yeah, love it. is usually number one. So I think that that'll be like, if, if we just say like, okay, we're doing like love readings, right? Yeah. We'll, and we'll do you know, one, we'll and... do one. We'll just do a short, short reading for each of the signs on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Or if somebody wants to like jump on. Oh yeah. No, if somebody wants to jump in, that's even better. We have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. We got to figure out. <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll, we'll set something up. It'll either be yeah. static with us, you know, doing the signs or, you know, even better, please contact us and let us. Yeah. My head just started getting really itchy. So that's a confirmation of like a, that's a good, a good, a good thing to do. We're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Good to hear. All right. So okay. I think we did our signing off and yes. uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'll leave this last one anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Uh, you can support us there on a monthly basis. If you'd love to do that, we would love to get your support. So uh, check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week. Don't uh, miss it. It's going to be a great show with um, Angel's Hollywood uh, Hollywood romance, twin flame <laughs> story, and and the parallels to his life. Oh my so god, it's, it's going to be a big one. All right, thank you, Angel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs>